Hey guys, I am back and I'm super excited because this is actually the first episode where we're going to also be filming me so that I could share it on my YouTube. And one of the things I liked about podcasting is that I really didn't need to care about what I looked like, but now that we're filming, I think I might have put on a little lipstick or something, but hey, this is going to go with the territory. I just want to share and some people like to see versus just hear. So now you have an option. You can either watch me or you can either listen. Welcome to episode five of Business Shit. I'm your host, Mimi G, and today's topic is social media. You're probably doing it wrong. I have a whole long list of things that I want to talk about, so I'm going to be focusing really hard on my notes. I don't want to miss anything. So now, whether you enjoy it or you don't, social media is an absolute must, but chances are you're focusing on all the wrong things. So I hope to clear some of that up today and give you some insight into maybe what you're doing wrong and what you're doing right. You ready? Let's talk some shit. All right. So I came across this article and I'm linking to it. It's called Disruptive Advertising. And it basically was a list of uh, st statistics for every social media, major social media app that we have right now. So IG, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, etc. Um, one of the ones that I found really interesting, I sort of plucked out of that article. So these are IG specific. Every minute, 65,900 videos and photos are posted on Instagram. There are 500 million daily active users. Yo, that's a lot of people. 68% of Instagram users are female. And anytime that you use even one hashtag, on average, you get about 12.6% more engagement. I thought these statistics are really fascinating because I don't think we often pay attention to how important social media is, not just for our businesses, but really just in life in general. So for Facebook, there's about 1.5 billion daily active users. Not million, billion. Everybody, your kid, your grandma, everybody is on Facebook. And Facebook users are about 53% female and 47% male. So there's more of a balance there. Where on Instagram, it's um, mostly female heavy. I'm going to link to that um, article because I think you guys should take a look at it, especially if social media is part of your business. You should absolutely know these stats. But what I find uh, most interesting is that I don't think people realize how important it is to your business and how you can use it to really elevate not just your products or your services, but your brand overall. So here's a little bit about my story. Now, Social media for me became really important in about 2014. So in the last four years, I would say, that's really when I started to figure out that social media was going to have a huge impact, not just on my business, but in my, with my brand. And what I really wanted to do was figure out how I can leverage it and make the most out of it. So when I give you these stats for my own business, I'm talking about just over the last four years, because when I first got on Instagram... To me, it was just like it was, I think, for a whole lot of people, just a whole lot of fun. And I would post pictures and, you know, I might have got, I don't know, five comments, you know, for the first maybe two or three years that I was on Instagram. You know, I probably had maybe 100 to 300 followers at the time. I don't know. Um, but in 2014, when I really started to focus and try and grow my social media, I decided that I was going to pay attention to what I was doing how I was doing it, and what it was doing for my business. So in 2014, when I started, I, I started, one, focusing on what people were mostly attracted to that I was posting. So on average, I gain anywhere from five to 6,000 new followers per month. That's a lot of people. So I'm averaging anywhere between 
1,000 to 1,500 new followers every week. And most of that, I would say all of that is organic. My entire growth over the period of the last several years has been very organic. I haven't used anything you know, from paid advertising or any of that to grow my following because I really wanted my following to be something that was organic and genuine and that people were following because they were really interested in what I was doing and sharing and not just because I was using some backhand shit. So now I think that a lot of people assume that I have some kind of like secret sauce to growing um, my followings, but I don't. There's really no secret. And you know, if I'm being honest, in my specific niche, in my industry, I probably have the largest following. If I'm not the largest, I would absolutely say I'm in the top three. So that is a huge deal because it lets you know that you can leverage whatever niche you're in. It doesn't matter. I'm in a DIY sewing, okay? So it doesn't matter what your, what your area is. You can grow it to whatever you want it to be if you do specific things that are really sort of done with intention. Now, I hear a lot of people bitch and complain about the algorithms on social media, and honestly, I could give shit. I, I really don't pay attention to the algorithms at all because I focus on like three or four key things. One is I always create amazing content, always. I post consistently. I engage and interact, which is the absolute number one thing you have to do if you want to grow your social media following, and I pay attention to the patterns that are on my social channels. Now, whether the algorithm changes or doesn't change, it hasn't affected the growth of my social media followings. I still grow at a rapid uh, pace, but I do it because, again, it's been very organic, and I do those key things. I create content, I do it consistently, and I engage time and time again. So here's a couple of things you should know. One is I serve, I don't influence. Now, Yes, I am technically what people could call an influencer. And honestly, I hate that word. I think it's dumb. Um, yes, I might influence you in some sort of way, but really my channel, my blog, my business, my brand, my everything is about serving, right? I want to serve you however best I can. And so if you keep that sort of the key point to your business or to your um, products or to whatever it is that you're doing, even if you're just doing charitable work or um, nonprofit, if it's always to serve, then you're already ahead of the game because that's why people get attracted to you, Right. I try to make sure that I give good content, but that it serves a purpose. The second thing is try not to get caught up in all the hype, because honestly, most profiles are full of shit. Now, people love to get on social media and make their lives look grander than they are. We all know this. This ain't new, okay? People go on and they take pictures next to luxury cars or next to some jet that don't even belong to them or they're flossing all this, you know, Gucci bags or whatever it is that you probably got rented, okay? Because we all know you can rent your bag and send that shit back after you're tired of it and took your pictures. So don't front. So we already know this, right? So, but unfortunately, very much like in everything else, magazines and film, we see this perception of somebody, of what an actress should be or a social media influencer or a model, and then we think we need to be that. And then that can sort of sometimes derail you, right? You start to feel insecure, or you think you're not doing the right thing, or you think you're not doing enough, or that you should look a certain way, or you should only post. You know, we have these, these ideas in our head of what we think we're supposed to do based on what other people are doing. And so a lot of times 
in social media, you sort of get caught up in that. And you really just need to ignore all of that and just know that most of the things that you see um, are probably in some way fabricated or enhanced, right? Um, so you just need to focus on what you're doing, what you're serving, what you're good at. Another thing that I hear people talk about is um, unfollows. I'm afraid to do this or post this or share this because I don't want people to unfollow me. Well, unfollows happen, right? So some, some content you might create might turn a, a group of people off. But who gives a shit, right? The people that you want to stick around are the people who connect with you, who, you, who they see your stuff and they're like, hey, I really like this, I wanna follow. Um, you know, they, they feel some kind of connection to you. And for those people who unfollow you based on what you're, you're posting or you're sharing, they're just not connecting. So you don't want them to follow you anyway, right? That's not the, that's not the audience that you want. The second thing, the second part of that is, why are you even paying attention to who is, un I have no idea who unfollows me. I don't check to see who unfollows me because I don't care who unfollows me, right? You have to really know that the people you are serving, the people that you are creating content for, those are the people that you have to worry about, the people who unfollow you for whatever reason. Maybe you posted something, they didn't like it. Maybe you said something, they didn't like it. Maybe they stopped liking you for some reason. Maybe you got too popular and they don't want to follow you. I don't know, a whole lot of reasons why people do things like that. But the point is that you shouldn't have, first of all, any app on your phone that tells you who unfollows you. You're paying attention and giving energy to the wrong thing, okay? So right now, you're already shooting yourself in the foot. That's dumb. Stop doing that. The next thing is, and this is really important because I see this a lot, nobody cares about your curated timeline where all of your pictures are pink with gold flecks and the perfect light and everything looks the same. Nobody cares. Uh, according to Instagram, nobody's going back to your timeline. So people might go to your timeline the first time they follow you, they scroll through, they see all these different things, they follow. They're probably not going to visit your actual timeline again because, or your, your page, right? Your specific IG page again, because they're just scrolling. They're going to see your stuff as it comes through. I specifically see people's pages because I don't do a whole lot of scrolling. I go visit specific people who I follow and I wanna see what they've done. And sometimes if I haven't been on social media for a couple of days, which for me is very uh, unusual, but I'm on social media, but not necessarily maybe visiting my friends' pages or people that I follow. So I will specifically go to somebody's page so I can see what I've missed, but that's very rare. That doesn't happen often. So if you're going on to make sure you're, you know how many people I've seen delete entire Instagram timelines to then carefully curate all these perfectly little pictures that are gonna go on to, okay, you're wasting a whole lot of time on something that is not really important and it's not really gonna um, advance your growth. It's not really gonna help your, your followers so, sort of like come from out of nowhere because you have this beautifully curated timeline. So stop doing that. The next thing is clickbait. Okay, so these things don't really work in the long run. I see a lot of people who do it, um, people who use things like giveaways and you wanna tag your friend or have somebody follow me and tag them to also follow me to get this giveaway or whatever it is. If you're doing that just to gain followers, at the end of that giveaway or whatever it is, it's gonna drop off, right? Because you're gonna come across their timeline, they're gonna be like, oh, why do I follow them? They're gonna unfollow, and then that doesn't become an actual genuine follow. Now, obviously, if you're doing a giveaway just because you have a new product or you have something you wanna just give it away, then by all means. But if you're doing it as a way of, to get clickbait for people to click and follow, 
then it's not really worth the time and effort that you're going to put into that. One of the other things is uh, numbers. So numbers don't really matter. I mean, obviously, you want to grow your following, right? And, you know, when I talk to sponsors or I talk to brands and they see, oh, you have 289,000 followers and just three weeks ago you had, you know, you've grown 3,000 new people, obviously that's enticing to them. But it really is more about engagement. You could have 500 followers, you could have 1,000 followers, but that engagement might be really dope, right? You might really have nice conversations with your followers and they might really, you know, be in tune to what you're doing. And that is more valuable than however many people are following you. Okay, this is another thing. And I see this probably more often than I I would like. Um, So if somebody asked me what one of my pet peeves is about social media, I would have to say that it's this. Um, Your profile, your bio on Instagram or Facebook or wherever really, but I'm, I'm being a little more specific right now on Instagram, is really important. Because when somebody finds you for the first time and they come to your page, they need to know exactly what do you do, why you would benefit them, why they should follow you, right? So if on your Instagram profile, you're trying to like create this brand and you have some like dumb quote, like don't chase the butterfly, mend the garden. That's a legit somebody's profile that I saw. That tells me nothing about what you do. I'm a queen. Awesome, boo with 12 emojis following that, I'm a queen. You're a queen? Queen to what country? Like, sit down. Write down what it is that you do so that I know when I go to your page why I would want to follow you. The other thing is be specific. Okay, if you um, on your your (laughs) IG profile have that you do hair, you make candles and you're a fashion stylist, I need you to stop. I need you to delete delete two out of those three and focus on one specific thing because that makes me think that one, you don't specifically um, work on one thing. So that means that I don't know what you're doing. If you're making candles and you do hair and you're a stylist, I don't know exactly which one you're best at. And so I need you to sort of narrow that down and make your profile, your IG profile, or even your Facebook profile, really specific to what it is that you do and what you want people to know about you when they come to your page. Another thing is private accounts. Why do you have a private uh, business page on IG? You know how many people slide into my DM or send me emails and they're like, I'm an accessories designer. I want to send you these new earrings that I made or I want to send you this clutch bag that I made. And then they send me their, um, their little IG thing and then I go to it and it's private. Why are you private though? I mean, If you are worried about having a private page because you don't want specific people to maybe see you, right, or maybe you just want your friends and family to see you, then you need to have a separate page. You need to create a separate page for your business that is not private and that's not full of random shit because you want people to know what it is that you service, what it is that you offer when they come to your page. And if it's private, I'm not going to request. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to request and then wait for you to approve it so then I can see what these earrings are that you're trying to send me. That's not going to happen, right? So if you are worried about being private, then one, maybe social media is not for you. You need to rethink what you want to do, okay? Or two, just create a separate page that's just for your business and one that is specifically for your private life that maybe you only want your friends and family to see. Now, (laughs) adding on to that is it's okay to have a blog party. 
Now, what I mean by that is that you set the tone for your social media account. I put people in my blog party all the time. Let me tell you why. Because the energy around me and the energy on my social media accounts is the same thing. And I'm going to let you know that my social media space is a place for people to come and feel comfortable sharing. It's a safe place. It's not a place of judgment. It's a place that you can come share a comment and nobody's going to attack you or say something stupid. And if you have followed me for any length of time, you know that if you come to my timeline or you make a comment or you say something nasty to somebody else, you get deleted and you join my blog party really quick because I have to protect not just my socials, but I have to protect it, protect the people who follow me on those social media accounts. And so I don't let really silly stuff like that happen. And I think people are afraid to maybe um, delete people or block people from their socials, but don't. I mean, it's really, it's like your house. It's like letting somebody come into your house and stomp all over your shit. And then you just will be like, okay, no, you have to protect your space. You have to be careful about what you let happen on those platforms because people are watching. Everybody is always watching. And so it's okay. I mean, people will follow you for all the wrong reasons. Sometimes you're going to have people that don't like you. No matter what you do, some people will just not like you. I have a whole lot of people who don't like me. I don't care. Don't like me. Don't follow but this is the thing. Most of the time they follow anyway. Okay. They follow anyway because they want to see what you're doing. They want to know what you're doing, even if they don't necessarily like you, which means that they probably like you a whole lot. And they're probably mad at themselves that they do like you. So you have to be able to protect your space. You have to be able to share. You have to be able to say what you want. You have to be able to let your, your fans and your audience also share and, and say what they want and then protect them as well as you. The other thing is trends are whack. So don't do anything that you see other people doing just because they're doing it. I know that you'll notice if you pay attention on social media that for a certain amount of time, you'll see a lot of things that come up that everybody seems to be doing. And then all of a sudden, everybody's page or everybody's timeline looks the same because everybody's doing the same thing. They say, oh, this is popping, this is working, so let me do it too. I don't do any of that. <laughs> I don't do any of that because... I want my content to be authentic to me. And if you didn't hear that uh, podcast, go back to last week when I talk about being authentic in your personal and your business life. And so don't worry about what's popping. Don't worry about what trends are happening. Just stay focused on what you do well. Now, one of the things I think that people fail to realize is that social media is a really slow game. It's not fast. So if you're expecting to get on social media and then blow the hell up, it's not going to happen. That's not how social media works, especially if you're working against algorithms, right? If you're working against algorithms changing all the time, you have to make sure that you stay consistent. And what will pay off is the amount of time that you put in, and then it'll happen slowly over time. It's not going to be days. Honestly, it could take anywhere from three to four months before you start to see progress or growth. And then it could take anywhere from 14 to 18 months before your growth is consistent. Now, that's because you have to do research on what's working on your social media channels. And not everybody takes time to do that. So, you know, for instance, you don't need to be everything on every channel. So, you know, there's Facebook, there's YouTube, there's Pinterest, there's LinkedIn, there's Twitter, there's IG, there's Snapchat. I mean, there's so many different platforms. Just 
pick one that works best for you. My jam is IG, it's my favorite. I have YouTube, I do Pinterest, and I do Facebook, but I don't do them as aggressively all at the same time. So what I tell most people to do, especially if they're looking to grow, is to pick one that you really like and grow that one first, okay? Just don't worry about all the other ones at the same time or feel like you have to create content for every single platform. Just focus on the one that's working best for you now and build on that one. Now, obviously, social media is social. So you need to be social. You need to engage. You need to be able to talk and comment and like. And it's sort of a give and take. You can't, one of the things I talk about is you can't delegate building relationships. So I have, for instance, April, who's my assistant, and she will schedule things. Um, for example, I use a co-schedule. Uh, com. So if you guys aren't familiar, I use coschedule.com to schedule certain things on social. So specifically like Facebook um, or on Twitter and on my blog. And so I'll give that task to April to do to schedule it. But I do all the responding, right? I want to be the directly connected to my audience, to my clients, to my customers. And so it's okay for you to delegate the actual task but don't delegate the relationship. Don't delegate the replying and the being engaged part because that's really what sets you apart. It blows my mind, you guys, when I get a DM message from somebody and I respond and then their response to me is like, oh my God, I can't believe you responded. Why? Like, you are more valuable to me than I probably am to you, if I'm being honest, right? Because you guys are the ones that support my business. Now, obviously, I can't respond to all of them. I mean, when you get three, 400 comments on a single picture, I just simply don't have that amount of time. But I will tell you what I do that does help in just a couple minutes. Um, you know, I try to respond as best I can, especially if it's a question, if it's a direct question, I try to answer. Um, and especially if you slide into my DM or you send me an email, you know, I try to take out time and put time into my schedule to actually respond myself directly because I think people have gotten used to the fact that when you become a certain popular person on Instagram or on social media or Facebook or whatever, that you then no longer have to reply. Like it's an okay, oh, I'm popular now, so I don't have to really respond to people. And that will actually hurt you. You need to respond. You need to stay connected because that's really what sets you apart from everybody else, the 500 billion people who are on Facebook, right? Or on Instagram or on social. Another thing that I often see is uh, people who are ov overly promoting themselves. So for every one post that you do where you're directly promoting your business or your service, you should have at least 15, 20 posts that have nothing to do with promoting, but instead sort of sharing, serving, uh, you know, providing some kind of information to, to your audience. Now, how many times have you gone to somebody's profile or you're, you know, checking your timeline and the, you know, three or four postings that they have posted are all about the same flyer or promotion over and over again? I will quickly unfollow that um, because now I have no idea really what you're providing me outside of you trying to sell me a product. So for every, I don't know, maybe 15 or 20 posts. I'll share something that's directly linked um, to, let's say, Sword Academy or a tutorial or my simplicity patterns. But really, for the most part, I'm just sharing what I made, how I made it, what I did today, <laughs> um, you know, something that I found interesting. 
because I think over-promoting can sometimes turn people off. Now, obviously you wanna use it in a way that makes sense. You just have to be careful about how much you do it. So one of the things that I do, I tell people this when I speak um, and I teach on social media is I post, delete, and repeat. So if I'm running a specific um, promo, right? So let's say you have a product and you're just launching it and you wanna share it. Obviously you wanna share it as, as often as you can that day. I just don't do it over and over again and then just leave it sitting there, right? So what I'll do is I'll post it, I'll run it for about two hours, then I delete it and then I post it again, delete it, post it again, delete it, I do it about three or four times in a day. So that way, you know, the chances of you seeing it, you might only catch it that one time because the chances of your entire audience seeing something that you posted just that one time in the day is like so small, right? So you want the most amount of eyes to see it. You just don't want it to be the only thing that's on their timeline, you know, for the last 12 hours. So I post it and then I remove it so that chances that you're going to see it just that one time are very high. So um, one of the other things that I think uh, is really important is I think that people think that posting once a day on Instagram and maybe once a week on YouTube and maybe, you know, once or twice on Facebook that week is enough and it's not. Especially now, you have to be so visible and even even I'm lacking in that area right now because I'm so busy running other aspects of my business that I don't necessarily take the amount of time that I need to to be as visible as I need to be on social media. And unfortunately, the world that we live in now, it's the more visible you are, the more people are going to see you and the more leverage you have. So if you think you're doing enough, you're probably not doing enough. So if you're on YouTube and that's your jam, then you need to be making more YouTube videos. If Instagram is your thing, then you need to be posting more often, more good content and using as many of the options that Instagram gives you as possible. If you're on Facebook, you need to be posting more articles, sharing more things that you saw, being more visible. So really depending on what your platform is, what the one that you engage in the most, you're probably not as visible as you should be. You need to up that. The other thing is you need to use different types of content. Now that serves two purposes, and I'm gonna to talk to you about this when I give you my actionable to-do, but the first purpose is it lets you see what most people like, right? So you, you get to sort of see what catches your audience's attention the most, and also it gives them more, uh, more options, right? It keeps them more engaged. So I use video, I use pictures, I use memes, I use um, all kinds of things, right? I use my Instagram stories, I use my IGTV, I use different types of media for my social channels so that I could keep people engaged in different ways. And then, um, you know, the thing that you have to be uh, aware, of, aware of is not everything might work for you and you don't have to force it because if you force something that really isn't you, it's going to come off fake and then people aren't going to like that, right? So for example, if video isn't your thing, if let's say you're not good on video, you're not comfortable on video, you don't like doing video, great. Focus really heavily on photos. Don't try and do something that you're not quite ready to do because it comes off, like I said, kind of phony and people don't like that. If, you know, Instagram gives you something to do like every other day, there's something new that they've added, IGTV. Don't feel like you have to do all of it. If something is working for you and you see that it's working for you, focus on that, stay there. 
until you become really comfortable and it sort of becomes like, like, you know, nature to you. You're doing it without having to think about it and then maybe try to add something else on, but just don't feel the pressure of having to do every single thing just because it's come out. I don't do Snapchat. I can't do it. I don't have the time for it. It doesn't interest me. Should I probably have one? Yeah. Okay. It wouldn't hurt, but I want to focus on the ones that I'm doing, the ones that I have followings with now, the ones that I'm engaged with now. That's where I put my energy. The other thing is you have to be patient. <laughs> the reason I say this is because even for me, you guys, I really sometimes have to take a breather before I respond to people on my social channels because, I mean, I'm human. We're all human. And sometimes people say things that, uh, you know, can get under your skin. Um, you know, for example, just this weekend, I was out in Palm Springs. I took a little work trip. I was having a great time. And I posted, um, I don't even remember what, I posted a picture of myself or something talking about, you know, my journey in this sort of fitness journey that I'm on, losing this amount of weight that I'm comfortable losing, and really just talking about what that experience is, is for me. And, you know, there were a couple of, of, of women who made comments like, uh, you look great, but don't lose any more, or don't lose any more weight, you're going to get too skinny. And for me, it really, it really irked me. And I said something about it on my, I went on a little rant on my IG stories. Now, the reason I did it is not because I give a shit what people have to say about my weight. What bothers me and why it compelled me to say something is because I have daughters and I don't think that it's appropriate for people to be able to comment on your physical appearance or what they feel you should do. Like, is the weight that I'm losing affecting your body somehow that I don't know about? And so, you know, because of those things, I have to remember to be patient um, that, you know, not everybody realizes maybe what they're typing <laughs> or what they're saying or the tone in which you're going to receive it. So you have to learn to be patient, but that doesn't mean that you can't speak up when you want to make a point about something or you feel strongly about something. And that goes back to not being afraid of people unfollowing you or about turning people off because you have to be authentic. And if you feel strongly about something, uh, you know, morally or something that you feel is important, you know, to, to, the, to, to other women to, to be able to share your experience or to be the voice of something, then you should be able to do it. The other place that you need to be patient is that people don't read. You guys, I can put all of the information in the caption of my post and people will ask me a question of something that is in the caption of my post. Y'all don't know how much that irritates me. But I have to remember that it's only going to take me a second to answer the question and then just remind people that I try and put all the information in my caption. I see a lot of people who respond in negative ways and that can backfire on you. Remember that it's not, it's not personal. A lot of times when people post something, they're just typing. I know that a lot of times I'll type something and I'm not really thinking about, you know, uh, my, the proper etiquette, or maybe I'm not using the, the right, um, exclamation point in the right place or the period. I have to be very careful about what I type and what I say. And a lot of times that doesn't happen. People just type, um, and they, you know, ask a question, maybe necessarily without reading, but it's your job to be patient, to understand that all it's going to take is for you to take a couple seconds to answer and respond to those people and always, always, always be nice. Try and be nice. You can't please everybody, but you have to try and be as nice as you possibly can because social media is about being social. 
Now, one of the last things I want to talk about um, in this specific area is the power hour. So this is something I specifically do that I think is so important, especially if you're trying to not work, if you're trying to work against the algorithms and the changes that happen on social media is, uh, you know, when it comes to engagement is I do what I call my power hour. So I know that I'm going to post every day at the same time, right? Because I have my analytics. So if you are running a brand or a business and you are still using your um, Instagram as a personal account, you need to switch it to a business account so that you can get access to your analytics. They are very important. They tell you a lot of information about your audience, when they're visible, when they're watching, when they're engaged, and you want to know all of that. So for me, I know that the best posting time for my audience is 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. Why? I don't know. That's just what it is for my specific audience. So I post at those specific times. But it's not enough for me just to post at those specific times. So when I post, I have to make sure that I have a good 30 to 45 minutes to set aside to focus on what people are responding to. So when I post, I make sure that I have my phone handy. And as people comment, I respond. I respond. And I do that for, like I said, the first 30, 45 minutes of when I post. I can't do it, obviously, all day. But if you could do it for that first 30, 45 minutes, it creates a lot of engagement within your page. And it's more, more, more likely to be shown on the popular page on Instagram. And so that's really what you want, right? You want to be engaged for a certain amount of time, especially when you first post. That's also really important for YouTube. So when you post a video on YouTube for that first 30, 45 minutes, be, be um, available to answer and respond any questions or comments that people are posting. Now, you know, I need most everybody who's on social media trying to grow their business or their brand to stop worrying about getting the follow or the sponsorship and really just focus on your content because content is king. Social media is, you know, can be really time consuming. And so you have to be smart about it. You know, I don't have a whole lot of time. You know, I do a lot of different things every day. And so I try to sort of make things easier for myself. So this is some of the stuff that I do. One is I create content ahead of time, right? So shoot your own stock photos. Take a day, take a couple of hours. And for the different areas of your, your business or whatever it is that you're doing, your craft or your hobby, shoot a bunch of stock photos that you can use. And then I use Instagram drafts to save all of the information with all the pictures and then I write all the content that is gonna go into that little um, description box and then I set it so that I have it ready to go and then during the week I could just go into my drafts and just hit post and share and then that way I'm not spending a whole lot of time every day trying to play catch up and post and share because then your, your content gets a little bit sloppy, right? You really wanna think about what you're posting, what, what you're sharing. So if you can do it ahead of time, that really, that really will help you out. Then the other thing that I do is I use a lot of apps. <laughs> so I use template apps to help me create really quick um, you know, pictures or ads or promos that I'm doing. So here are some of my favorite apps. Um, and I'll list them for you in the, in the description um, so that you guys can look them up. But one is PS Express, which is Photoshop Express. I use that. I use VSCO, which is probably my absolute favorite when I need to, you know, fix a picture, especially exposure wise. It has one of the best exposure um, fixes that I've ever seen. So I use that. Um, I also use Adobe Spark Post, which I love for creating ads. If you have seen any of my Sew Academy ads or IG stories that I post, I do all of that literally in like a minute or two using these templates. 
I also still use Canva. I think it's really helpful uh, whether you're using it on your on your web on the website or you're using the Canva app. Both of them work really great. And then I still use WordSwag because I think it's really cool and easy and quick to use. So those are some of my favorite um, apps. And then, you know, I, I get asked, this is probably the, the number one question that I get asked is, what drives the most traffic to your blog? And so I think people <laughs> assume that I'm going to say Instagram or Facebook or my YouTube channel. But honestly, the one um, app that drives the most amount of traffic to my blog is Pinterest. I use Pinterest the most for one pe new people finding me, which is really fantastic, and also for driving constant traffic to my blog or my business websites because Pinterest is fantastic for growing your audience. So I, a lot of times when people ask me, "Oh, where should I focus my energy?" Well, if you want a you know social media account to sort of you know share your business, your brand, what you're doing with your friends and your family. Instagram, Facebook is all great for that. But if you want to focus on traffic and bringing new people to your blog specifically or maybe your business website, you should really be focusing on Pinterest. And I think I'll do something specific to Pinterest because I think it's one of the fastest, most amazing ways for you to grow your audience. And I think it's underutilized. All right, guys, um, let's talk about the actionable to do. Now, I'm going to have you actually do some some research on your social media. Now, if you're serious about growing your brand, you have to be serious about your social media. It's not okay to just post and share and think that people are going to follow you. It doesn't work that way anymore. You have to be more, uh, you have to put more intent behind what you're, you, what you're doing. So here's your actionable to do. I want you to do a 15 day test. What you're going to do is you're going to post a, a bunch of different types of media to your socials. So let's work on Instagram, for example. Let's let's do the 15-day test on Instagram. You're gonna post video, you're gonna post uh, flat lays, you're gonna post um, uh, photos, you're gonna post quotes. You, whatever you, you find interesting that you've already done, I want you to post it and then I want you to see what, what people respond to the most. So for example, I know that if I post a picture of me holding a pair of scissors for you know some kind of ad or promo that I'm doing, people respond more to that than if I post a picture of the scissors laying on a flat lay on a white cardboard and really try and do a, a really pretty flat lay. People don't respond to that as much. So for you, it might be the opposite, right? Maybe people respond more to your flat lays than they do to your face. That's a whole separate kind of problem if people ain't responding to you. But you need to focus on what it is that people are engaging with. And so the only way for you to do that is for you to run a social media test on your social channels. So do it for 15 days and then see what people are responding. If people don't respond to your flat lays, stop using them, okay? If people respond more to your photos than your videos, then focus more on your, on your photos. If people respond more to your videos, focus on your videos. But the only way for you to do that is for you to do a test. So I'm going to put some direct... Um, instructions in your PDF so you can download them. And then I want you to track it because that's really going to help you to understand what works and what doesn't work and what your audience responds to specifically. The second actionable to do is to update your profile, right? I want you to really look at your profile. What does it say about you? What do you need to update? And you feel free to send it to me in an email. I'll take a look at it and I can help you along if you're sort of getting stuck and don't know what to put. But really try and focus on your profile. Look for people who have very specific 
things listed, go to my profile, see what I have specifically listed so that people know exactly what they're, what they're going to find when they come to visit you. All right, guys, we've reached the email segment. Talk your shit. So I'm going to answer just one question because I think I might have gone a little long, but I needed to give you all this information. I think it's super important for you guys to really know what works and doesn't work on social media anymore. So this email is from Dari. She writes, I just listened to the first couple of episodes of your podcast. I'm feeling so inspired. Thank you. You have me seriously considering launching a few products that I have had in mind for a long time. I have a dream of eventually leaving my eight to six and sometimes eight to 11. I haven't launched any any products mainly due to one reason. I feel like I don't have a big enough audience. I have about 435 followers on Instagram and 471 on YouTube, which I know I can grow especially the YouTube with more videos. This I really love. I love when somebody asks me a question and they answer their own question. Yes, you can grow it and you know exactly what to do to grow it. So that shouldn't even be on here. You know exactly what to do, Dari. So start doing that. My business question to you is, should I wait until I have a bigger following to launch a product or should I go ahead and do it now? Go ahead and do it now. Whether you have 200 followers or 500 followers or 289,000 followers, it doesn't matter. You have to use the following that you currently have to grow a larger following, right? So if you have 471 people who follow you, they like you. They like what you're doing. Use them to help promote whatever your products are. Whether it's five people or 10 people, it doesn't matter. It will grow if you do specific things that I just talked about to help grow your social media channels. Then do those things, but don't wait on launching a product just because you don't have 10,000 followers. That doesn't matter. Use the audience that you currently have. I think a lot of people neglect that audience, right? Because they think, oh, I have to have a bigger audience. But that's the opposite of what I did. I used even my small following in the beginning to help grow and promote my own brand. And then they became loyal followers. And still to this day, I'm so forever grateful to them because they continue to support and be my biggest allies. And so that's really what you want to do. Focus on the people that are following you now. Give them as much attention as you possibly can. Cater to them and then ask them to help you. Ask them to help promote your your product or to share it with friends and family. That's really the only way that you're going to grow. Be authentic. Share as much as you possibly can. Be consistent and don't worry about what everybody else is doing. You don't need to give a shit. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And remember, in order for your business to succeed, it must be the shit. It needs to solve a problem, help them get past their current stage, earn respect, and build trust. I'm out.